Pierce. Ray. Eric Ivanovich. We've greeted each other. I've pointed out that you are Eric. I, I just want i want to explain to the listeners at home. I am Pierce. That is Eric over there. I'm a little worried because we said each other's names. They might think we were just saying our own. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. Actually, yeah, 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 yeah. If we everyone should... else in the world is as easily confused as I am, uh-huh. and I assume that they are. They must be. I mean, I'm the only real person. They're all just constructs of my mind. <laughs> so they must be as confused as I am. <laughs> I, I would assume. They would have to be. How, what a... What a selfish – like, people actually view the world that way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're kind of joking around, but there are people who are that uh, self-absorbed that they literally think that they're the only human I, around. I feel like there's two types of people who believe that. Yeah. People who are genuinely mentally ill. Uh-huh. And then people who just like that idea. Like, that's a that's a concept you're introduced to in philosophy, or you might discover it in high yeah. school. Right? Yeah, yeah. The idea that, uh, oh, yeah, this is philosophy. I forget what the name of it is. Um, God damn it. Does not matter. The idea where you are basically the center of the universe and people like, kind of like people who embrace Ayn Rand and objectivism <laughs> sincerely. Yeah. Like it's just a extremely articulate but totally self-serving philosophy. Yeah. That they're like, well, you can't disprove it. <laughs> so perhaps I am. I'm so smart. I'm so smart, I think I'm the only one that matters. <laughs> that's that's like the kind of person who's like, oh, you're going to put uh, a tomato in a vegetable salad? I'll have you know that it's uh, certainly not a vegetable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, uh, waiter, take back this fruit salad. <laughs> Get it away from me. Um, this is a podcast where we take turns pitching podcasts to each other, and at the end of the episode, we're going to vote on which podcast pitch today is a better one, and if we agree, they're going to quit this podcast forever and do that one instead. That was – maybe well, that's one of the faster times you've done that. I've been uh, practicing. Well, slow it down. <clears throat> it, doesn't, it doesn't need to go that fast. It's like 10 seconds. People aren't going to get bo- – they're going to get more bored by me being like, come on, man. Come on, man. Slow it down a little. Because I could barely understand that. And I'm sitting right here in the room with you watching your lips move. Yeah, okay, I'll do it again. No, you don't uh, – don't do that thing with your tongue. <clears throat> This is a podcast where we take the podcast at the end of the episode. We're going to vote. And if we were to quit this podcast, we're do that one instead. Was that so hard? No, you're right. I'm sorry. Listeners, if you preferred that, uh, write in to at PodcastVS on Twitter and just let us know that that was the better way to do it. Eric, I've got a podcast to pitch for you please, here today. Please, please. This comes out of a conversation we had uh, last week. It's a little show I call, uh, oh no, the volcano is exploding. Uh-oh. And I realized, like, we talked briefly about what to do if a volcano is exploding near you. Really, we just talked about warning people that it was happening. Yeah. And I realized I would have no idea what to do. Oh. No well, idea whatsoever. Lucky you got me here. I'm actually an expert. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, then this show is actually going to go a heck of a lot better than I expected. Yeah. Here's the format. Week one, we come into the booth. We discuss for an hour. There is a volcano exploding nearby. Mm-hmm. What are we going to do about it? So we figure out our game plan, our advice to people who are near an exploding volcano, release the episode. Here's the twist. At the end of the episode, we ask for feedback. So people will take our advice mm-hmm. who live close to volcanoes and they will use it, see how well they survive, mm-hmm. call in, let us know. Episode two, we take all of their information, create a new plan. Mm. And we just keep doing this until everyone's calling in and saying, guess what? We survived. Great volcano plan, guys. 
Incredible. Yeah. It's a great idea. It's a wonderful idea. It's a perfect bit of entertainment. So here's the – and because <clears throat> I actually got to have a master's in volcano avoidance. Volcanology? Vulcan, no, no, no. Volcanology is a study of volcanoes. Volcano avoidance is – it's more of like a technical program. Like yeah, how I was going to gonna say that sounds like survive. a community community college thing. <laughs> yeah. Did you go what, – what school was this? Yale. <clears throat> Yale Community College? Yeah, Yale Community College. It's uh, here in Vancouver. Not here. We're not in Vancouver, but... How, is, Ye- how Vancouver. is Yale spelled, please? Uh, y. Okay. Y. Okay. Y. Okay. Y. Okay. Y. Okay. A-L-E. Okay. All right. I'm, I think I know the place you're talking about. Okay, yeah. It's that one place with the five Ys on a sign. <laughs> It's the only place in Vancouver yeah, with five Ys on the sign. I remember seeing that. I, I remember thinking, what is that place? It's Yale. Yale Community College. Um, but please just call it Yale. They, <laughs> they specifically ask in the brochures that you just call it Yale. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm actually going to be fined for calling it Yale Community College. That's disturbing. <laughs> Anyways, tip number one, invest in a lot of kitty litter. Soaks up magma like the Dickens. That is really, really good advice. I had no idea. Yeah. Uh, so how much magma do you think you can absorb with a bag of kitty litter? Well, it depends on the size of the bag, obviously. Right. Let's say like a normal bag, like that you can fit in your hand. Uh, 100 liters. Wow. <laughs> of magma. That is the traditional unit for measuring magma, of course. Yeah. Liters. Yeah. Great. That makes perfect sense. So if you get like a family size bag that's like the size of a small child, you could fill up a whole volcano with it. Uh, my my tip yeah. for dealing with a volcano is if you find yourself caught under a, like a lava flow, a stream, mm-hmm. um, grab a fire extinguisher and just use it. <laughs> use it on the magma. Use it on the magma. And it will freeze instantly, creating a small island that you can stand on yeah. to just kind of sweat it out. And this is actually something that we learned, like, um, this is actually what my thesis was on. If there's, like, a treasure or some sort of collectible hidden high above, use a fire extinguisher on the magma. It becomes a block of ice. Jump on it. Bing, bang, boom. Bing, bang, boom. I mean, right, you got that treasure. That's what's in fire extinguishers. It's just ice. It's just a bunch of ice. It's spray ice. Uh, Very well, convenient. What are, some other, what are some other good tips? Oh, here's one. Um, yeah. If a volcano explodes near you... I suspect you may be trapped with your house floating in a lava sea until, you know, rescue workers can get there. So um, a good way to cook food is you take a fishing pole and you attach Mm -hmm. like canned ravioli or something to it. Mm -hmm. And then you simply lower it down to just above the magma where it should cook. And then you can just reel it back in, pop open that tin. Yeah. You get yourself some cooked ravioli. Make sure not to touch the can. Well, it will be magma hot. Well, you give. Well, you didn't put it in the magma. You just put it near the magma. Yeah, it will be hot enough to cook. Yeah, it will be hot to the touch. <laughs> well, that's one theory. <laughs> that's definitely one theory. Uh, I mean, who knows? Um, here's something. Okay. <clears throat> now I don't know if this is anything, but it's something. All right now, if you're gonna be, if you're already like trapped by the magma like you you missed up some uh some steps that you needed to do yeah to prevent a volcano okay from erupting magma's come and it's it's now like a sea of magma mm-hmm. what you want to do is you want to get magma skis that way you can ski on the magma that is so smart and you can like go you know grocery store 
I just have my dumb old lava shoes. Yeah. And like they're okay, but you can't get around very quickly. Yeah, they're not very they're not faster than a regular shoe. Well, they're good. They're fine. Yeah, but they're a little awkward and every time you bring it up like the the wide like part of the yeah. magma of the lava shoe kind of like brings little flecks of lava up with it so you're constantly like getting lava in your face yeah Very annoying. i do suggest that everyone have a pair of magma shoes just for for emergencies absolutely right and you know this show is about avoiding yeah these problems once they occur but i think we should close off every episode with just a little preventative tip. yeah a little here's a, prevention here's a really good way you, you're living by a volcano. Yeah. You look over, you see it smoke, and you're thinking to yourself, oh boy, the, here it comes. Yeah. Get some friends together. Get a bunch of logs. Lay them over the top of the volcano, trapping the smoke inside. The smoke will kill the flame. <laughs> um, yeah, that's everybody knows that. And another thing you can do <clears throat> is just do a, a tiny little pinprick at the bottom of the volcano. And... Just drain all the magma out that way. Yeah, piecemeal. Yeah, like, like over the course of a year, you could drain an entire volcano. Yeah, just bring a bunch of Tupperware containers, do a little pinprick at the bottom of the volcano, fill up those tup- Tupperware containers, save them for later. Make sure you're wearing oven mitts. It's going to be fucking hot. It's going to be literally magma. Uh, yeah. So let's hope your Tupperware is up to the task. Wow. You know what I do, though, is I just toss... The easy thing to do is you then just toss the Tupperware in the freezer for a few hours, mm-hmm. and then you can just take the magma out, chip it into gravel, and use it to line your driveway. Yeah, and then when people come come say come see you for dinner, yeah, they park in your driveway and say, "Hey, guess what that is that you're parked on?" And you say, "What gravel?" Like, uh, no, I mean, yeah, but no, it's magma gravel. And then they go, "Oh, wow, nice. Couldn't even tell." Do you think that, like, once magma becomes, like, it's liquid hot magma, uh, so once it's stone, is it liquid cold magma? Listen, I don't think. Okay. Because, I mean, that is what happens once the liquid becomes cold. It just freezes. It's I mean, not... ice is technically liquid cold water. <laughs> well, no, it's solid cold water. Well, I mean, it's just a, it's just a name. It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> Anyways, it's been a great pitch, Pierce. Thanks, man. Before you listen to my pitch, why don't you uh, listen to this uh, this little reminder of another great little podcast on the Cave Goblin Network. I'd love to. Hi, I'm Talia Murdoch, and I'm here to find out if you've ever asked yourself why Superman and Batman fight, or why Batman needs Robin in the first place. Get answers to these questions and more in the Everything Economics series about superheroes on the Cave Goblin Network. Wow. That was great. That was great. It's a good thing I did another take of that. <laughs> yeah. Well worth the time spent. Um, anyways. Uh, come on. You got a pitch for me? I do have a podcast pitch Come on. Give me a pitch. Um, I've been having uh, troubling dreams lately. Uh, is that new? I didn't think that was a new thing for you. No. But, well, they come in waves, right? Like, uh, when I'm, I guess when I'm stressed out or something, right? I'll have, like, lots of bad dreams. But... <clears throat> Lately, all my dreams are troubling, and uh, part of what's so troubling about them is I can't realize that they're dreams inside the dream. Right. You know how sometimes you're dreaming, and you're like, oh, I'm in a dream right now. Yes, which doesn't help as much as you would think, but at least you, it kind of calms you in the dream a little. I think a lot of people um, 
are able to dr- do that be like oh i'm in a dream i'm just gonna go like fly around the world or something or right. i'm gonna go uh, i'm gonna go eat a million pizzas or something i never do that i'm dreaming and i'll dream for example recently i had a dream that i was a serial killer um and the police were hot on my tail and in my dream i was like this is real how how did i get to this point where i i've been taking the lives of people human beings i've been killing them murdering them right and it wasn't until i woke up i was like oh obviously it's a fucking dream i'd never kill somebody right but the whole time in the dream did it but that's kind of weird that you felt guilt yeah i felt guilt and and horror and 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 i was trying to figure out like what i can't remember what i did like what happened i had a partner like a serial killer partner i was like i can't remember how this person convinced me to kill somebody oh okay so it's the partner's fault well you know i had to believe that can i what was this partner's name i didn't have a name did he have any initials um initials were pr yeah yeah okay do you actually have this dream eric i had the dream it's not just a veiled attack on the character I definitely recognized his initials oh, in the dream. How, oh, how did I become such an unethical person? Oh, it must be the influence <laughs> of my unseen serial killer partner, PR. Uh, Passing the buck. Is um, that the title of this show? No, the, uh, the title of the show is Fixing My Dreams. This would be a podcast where we would make me have some better dreams, right? So we would come into, to, uh, come into the podcast Come into this recording booth. Somehow address the root causes of your anxiety. Yeah, we would try different tactics. So I'm basically your therapist in this show. Well, maybe one episode you're my therapist. Maybe another Mm. episode you're like a personal dream crafter, like a writer. Like you tell me a story. Maybe if you tell me the story word for word a hundred times in a row when I go to sleep. That does sound like a great episode. It'll be stuck in my... Yeah. Stuck on my head. Or maybe another episode, you're like a massage therapist. Okay. I guess this is another kind of therapist. Yeah. I mean, no matter what's happening, I'm I'm your aide. Yeah. I'm maybe, working for you. Maybe you're my special chef. Like, maybe the things I've been eating have been giving me these fucked up dreams. Very mm-hmm. possible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, maybe it's malevolent spirits. So maybe you could, like, block my body with your body and catch the spirits. Get those bad dreams inside you catch instead. Catch your spirits. Okay, well, I'm not doing that one. I'm not going to take on any additional bad... Like, if I start having bad dreams, this show has to end. I'm going to tell you that right now. Because okay. I usually have good dreams. Even my nightmares I have fun in. <laughs> really? Yeah. I don't know if I've ever had a good dream. <laughs> really? I don't know. Yeah. I've had like neutral dreams. I've had like a dream where I'm just like playing a video game. Yeah, okay. How? That's I don't think I've ever awesome. had a dream where I'm like, wow, this is amazing. It's always like neutral dreams or like last night I dreamed that my boss adopted me and then uh, and then publicly fired me and disowned me and I had to go live on the street. Jesus. Disowned you. Yeah, because he adopted me. He was my dad. That's so bizarre. It was. I was like, "How? You're my boss. You're not my dad. Oh, I'm your dad. This is not son. fair. Oh, you think it's not fair? How's this for fair? You're fired. And get and, out of my house. Also, you're no longer my son. That's pretty fucked up. That's a that's a lot of stress in one dream. It was not a good dream. Wow. 
See, okay, the worst dreams to me, my nightmares are usually so out there that, like, I'm aware it's a nightmare at the yeah. time, so I can kind of roll with it. Oh, uh, werewolves aren't real. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. It's, I'm more affected by, like, the memories of loved ones' past dreams. Okay. Like, where you're having a dream that you're back in an old relationship, mm-hmm. or that, like, a relationship didn't end, or your dog is alive again, or something yeah. like that, and it feels 100% real. Those are the ones in the dream that I buy into much more. Yeah. So when I wake up, it's jarring. And so I'll wake up, and then there'll be, like, a moment where I'm like, ah, I'm, my dog's here. Good old go guy. Say hello to my dog. And then I look over, I'm like, ah, oh, that was a dream, and he's still dead. Uh, he's been dead for 20 well, years. time to get up. Those are the dreams I hate. Nightmares where, like, I don't know, I, I do keep having this one recurring nightmare. Yeah. Where I'm a professional serial killer. <laughs> and Professional serial killer. <laughs> I make money doing it by taking money from the people oh, I kill. I see, yeah. And um, I have a, a bumbling partner. Uh, I don't know his name. I think it's EJ. Yeah, initials and you have. He can't figure anything out. Doesn't yeah. know what he's doing half the time. I got to show him the ropes bad every killer. day. He's just, yeah, a bad, bad killer. Like, I know I'm in a nightmare, so I can just enjoy it. Yeah. The, the power fantasy. But he's like, what am I doing? How did I get this far? Where am I? Mm. And, you know, I have to keep. He's like, I don't remember killing these people. And I'm like, we just did it. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, man. I think he knows what's happening, yeah. and he's just trying to protect his ego. I see. Well, well. Anyways. I mean. I want dreams like that. Oh, like a confident serial killer. Well, I want dreams where I know it's a dream. That would be enough for me. Like, because there's, there's, I've had dreams, like, for example, the serial killer dream. Yeah. Same dream turned into, like, um, aliens attacked, and there was, like, an apocalypse on Earth. And uh, I thought it was real. It's absurd. It's simply absurd. Um, I I just want to be able to, like, recognize when I'm in a dream. Well, we can work on that. I think that I have the knowledge and the personality and the know-how to change how your brain works. Okay, well, thank you for that. So I'll be voting for mine. That's really a compliment to me, but um, I'm going to be voting for mine. What? Well, the, here's the thing. Like, I can help you. Yeah. But I feel like you're kind of being cheap, not paying for my therapy. and. Uh, I mean, you wouldn't always be a therapist. Let's just say this. Yeah. I, well, see, that's what you say. Yeah. You say I wouldn't be, but I feel like I would always be working. You would and always I'm, be working. I'm not going to change my rates. Yeah. I'm not going to charge you as a psychologist one day yeah. and then a counselor the next and then a massage therapist the next and then a floral arranger the next or whatever yeah. else you need. Yeah. Right? I yeah. want to be therapist the whole way through. So bring this pitch back some other time. Yeah. Clean it up a little. Punch it up a bit. Yeah. Maybe, it up. Maybe offer me a paycheck for my, <laughs> my work fixing you. I'll think about it. Listen. It but is, if I'm not getting paid, why would you be paid? That's it is no man's job to fix a man. All right? They got to fix themselves. That's true. <clears throat> Unless you're a therapist or a doctor. Well, then it is your Then yeah, it is your absolutely job. your job. Or you're a repairman and the the man you're fixing is, is the like, tin man? Yeah, the tin man. <laughs> Anyways, thanks for listening to Podcast versus Podcast. It's another tie. Bye. <laughs> See you later.
This is a Cave Goblin podcast. For other podcasts like this, visit cavegoblins.com. We hope you have enjoyed this program.